Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Before we get started on today's podcast, let's talk about two different sponsors that we have. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs Own Sound Grey Bruce. Click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website, which is a Facebook site. It has all different kinds of women's leggings on there, and they have three different styles of waistbands. And they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over to their their website, their Facebook page, and check out what they have to offer. Our second sponsor for today is T-Shirts, She-Shirts. Once again, click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website and see what they have to offer. They are more than just a T-Shirt company. All right, let's get started with today's podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Surge Effect. Um, today's episode of the Surge Effect, we're going to cover a, little, uh, a few items about Pierre Polyev. Um, I've been off for a few days, got a bit of a sinus thing going on, not what's happening, and a lot of crap going around up here in Canada, but that's why it's been a few days since I've popped out my last podcast. So in today's podcast, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's happened over the last few days with Pierre Polyev and Trudeau and all that fun stuff. Um, so uh, hang in there, and we'll cover a few of these items. Uh, before we get started, I want to just mention a uh, couple different things that I use in my whole computer setup. I keep popping stuff up, but there's uh, for comfortability of having a good chair, I use two different types of chairs. I'll put them up here. The first chair that I, that I purchased was this chair here. Now, it was a, not a bad chair, but when you're sitting on it for fair, you know, for hours and hours, it gets a little gets a little hard. So I went a little bit to a to a gaming chair, and it's got a uh, check it out. It's a gaming style chair that I have now, and it is phenomenal. You can sit in it for hours and hours, seven eight hours, no problem at all. Uh, back support, lumbar support, the whole nine yards. You'll love it. So there you go. Check out the link down below. Click on it. Takes you right to the page. And you can purchase that on Amazon. All right, so like I said, before we get started here, I'm going to um, just mention about, you know, of course, Pierre Polyev is kicking ass in the polls here in Canada. Um, he is uh, just destroying the Liberal Party. Of course, they're pulling out, pulling out all the stops. They want to, you know, they want to bury him and make him look how bad he is and everything else. And they want to... Uh, uh, make a look bad on all the social media platforms, but this guy is a rock star, in my opinion. Now, the first video I'm going to show you, I'm gonna, there's a few different videos of him doing interviews. So the first one that I'm going to uh, play for you was uh, February the 12th. And uh, I'll just turn on the volume here a little bit as well, and you can you can listen up. Why did your party want to grant over a hundred million dollars in regulatory relief to the mainstream media? We don't want to give uh, any tax dollars to the mainstream media. We, our belief is that the mainstream media and all. Then, 
your party's decision to grant regulatory okay. relief? So I'll, I'll answer your question. Uh, the media that is bought and paid for, which where are you from, by the way? Which which outlet are you in? Which outlet? Which outlet? Canadian Press. Ah, okay, Canadian Press. So you're talking about tax dollars for media. Is, isn't CBC your biggest? Isn't I, I, I can answer. Yeah, and it, you want to answer? Do you want $100 million in Sorry. regulatory relief to the mainstream media. When would you like me to respond? Okay, good. Okay, great. So, of course, you are a tax-funded media outlet and uh, spreading Justin Trudeau's message. Why did you and, 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 and so you're, you're, you're interrupting me again. Why you're interrupting me again. I am answering the question. Do you, do you regret granting $100 million in regulatory relief to the mainstream media. Your question is false, so if you can allow me to correct your falsehoods, then we can, we can answer the question directly. So, false. Canadian Conservatives do not believe in giving tax dollars to media outlets. That's Justin Trudeau. That's Justin Trudeau. That's Justin Trudeau. Okay, if you, if you don't want me to answer the question, I'll move on to someone else. You're, you're a tax-funded tax mouthpiece to the PMO. That's the reality. So, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, but you're heckling. Are you, going, are you going to let me answer the question, or are you just going to heckle on behalf of Justin Trudeau? Which is it? I would love the answer. Great. So our, our party does not support tax dollars for media outlets, because that's when we end up with biased media like you, who come here and articulate the PMO talking points, rather than uh, delivering uh, real news to the Canadian people. Justin Trudeau gave Bell Media and other media tax dollars, supposedly, to protect media jobs. And then what happened? They all got laid off. So that, so that the supposed justification for giving, for giving Bell all this money was that it was going to save media jobs. Well, they all got fired. So I guess that wasn't the real reason for giving tax dollars to the media. The real reason was for him to buy support from the media, which is what it actually did. So we believe that media should be driven by readership, viewership, and listenership. And that's what allows it to, to represent the Canadian people rather than taking marching orders from the PMO. How true is that? A lot of people don't realize, but that, in fact, is how it works. So I've told this before, is the Liberal government, they give out money to media organizations like, say, the CBC. The CBC, they turn around and they do the state's bidding, if you will. So it's state media, basically. It's state-run media. Uh, the Canadian people, we have given them over a billion dollars last year, and then they still laid people off. And their actual CEOs gave themselves raises to the tune of about $11 million last year, I do believe. You can check it out yourself. Check it out on, the, on the, any of the browsers. Just do a quick search. But uh, here in Canada, yeah, in uh, CBC, um, they laid off people. Bell laid off people. And uh, that's just how it worked. So my next little video is another little interview. And this one here has to do with uh, Pierre Polyev talking. He was asked a question about trans, uh, trans, trans rights. And I'll uh, let him go ahead and answer the question. But basically, that's what the, the question was, basically that. Female spaces should be exclusively for females, uh, not for biological males. Um, the... You asked if I introduced legislation on that. A lot of the spaces you described are provincially and municipally controlled. So it is unclear what federal legislation 
would have, what would reach federal legislation would have to change them. But obviously, uh, female sports, female change rooms, female bathrooms should be for females, not for biological males. I think everyone well knows uh, my stance on standing up for minorities and being there for the LGBT community. The question I think people should be asking is, why has the right suddenly decided to attack the LGBT community? Danielle Smith just brought forward some of the most uh, difficult policies against vulnerable youth that the country has ever seen. And I heard Mr. Polyev uh, went off against the LGBT community again this morning. And one might wonder why this is the theme that uh, right-wing politicians are trying to stir up as much as possible. That's pretty rich coming from uh, somebody who stirred up so much nonsense over the last little while you can barely keep track of it all. There's a lot to unpack in what was just described um, by, by Trudeau as well as uh, Polyev there. But Polyev is basically saying, hey, females uh, change in a female and males change in male. He's not attacking uh, LGBTQ. He's not attacking the, tr the, you know, the trans people. But Trudeau's making it look like that. I think Trudeau's attacking uh, other people. She's talking about minorities and stuff, saying about the LGBTQ being a minority. Well, if trans people want to play sports, for instance, they should maybe have their own sports. I, my personal belief is I don't believe that a man should be, uh, say, fighting a woman in MMA and say that, you know, it's like I can't identify as a 13-year-old girl and, uh, or a 13-year-old boy. Can I, can I identify as a 13-year-old boy and start having sex with a, a bunch of underage uh, females? Can I do that? No, I can't. It's against the law, right? So, but it's, I can identify as that. Well, can I play, can I role play that whole thing out? It's just kind of my way of thinking about it, right? Like people can say, oh, I'm a tree or I'm a plant. If people are trans or whatever, I get that, all right? I understand that. But why they want to play sports against, like males want to play sports against females or males want to, you know, swim against females. They want to play volleyball against females or rugby against females. Well, they have your own group. If there's so many of them, if there's so many trans people, just do your own thing and have your own sports. Hey, go for it. I think it's a, that's a great idea. I just don't think that people with thicker bone density structure should be playing against people that are a lighter bone structure and density because they're going to get hurt. It's just the, just the way it is. It's, just, it's no different than big men playing with people that are smaller. You, you don't allow big, huge guys to play against kids in, say, rugby or soccer because those big, huge men will crush those little kids. It's just, it's just the way it works, right? Because of our body structure. So another thing to unpack is what he was talking about, Daniel Smith, and the, what Daniel Smith passed out in Alberta. What she said was that children under the age of 16 should have to ask their parents if they're going to be taking uh, altering drugs during, you know, via puberty, during puberty, if they're going to be taking drugs, if they're going to uh, have uh, uh, breast augmentation or... You know, removal of any body parts at all. You have to ask your parent if you're under 16. The liberals up here are losing their minds just because they, they think it's terrible that, you know, that this should happen. Well, you have to be 
16 to drive a car. You have to be 16 to have consent of uh, uh, sexual contact. You have to be 18 to join the military to give up your life. You have to be 19 to be able to drink in Canada. Uh, you have to be 18 to be able to vote. And all of a sudden, they just wave a magic wand and go, oh, no, we'll wave all that. When you're under 16, yeah, you can do whatever you want. To, uh, don't tell your parents. You don't, have, you don't have to ask your parents. You know, it's just it's just kind of crazy uh, for that, for sure. So anyway, that's just my little spin on that. Okay, so what I'm going to do here next is throw up another video clip. Um, this is, oh, this is another one on Pierre Polyev, of course. What, what is, is just? And this is on, he was asked about hate speech because that hate speech bill is going to be going through um, our house today, I believe. It's today. So this is, uh, somebody asked Pierre about hate speech, and here it is. Justin Trudeau mean when he says, when he says the word hate speech? He means speech he hates. Poiliev unloaded, calling the Prime Minister woke and authoritarian. I point out the irony that someone who spent the first half of his adult life as a practicing racist, who dressed up in hideous racist costumes so many times he says he can't remember them all, should then be the arbiter on what constitutes hate. It was one of Poiliev's most pointed digs at Trudeau over revelations that emerged in 2019 that years ago he wore blackface. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. And he's really sorry. Just like that. Anyway, so that's his kind of a little bit of a take on hate speech. And that's going to be going through our house today. And they're going to be debate about it and the whole nine yards. But I'm thinking at what point, what point did we get to that the government all of a sudden, they believe that there are, there are a parent, that the government can just arbitrarily tell all the citizens what they can and what they can't do. It's like, oh, don't do that. Put you in the corner, right? Every single thing you turn around, it's like, it's like a parent-child relationship. Governments are supposed to make our lives better, not worse. They're there to make our lives better. They're not there to control our lives on every single aspect of what we do. Take all our money, spend it however they want. I'll be talking about that in a minute. But at what point do we get where governments all of a sudden, they're, our, they're the arbiter of what is right and wrong for, for the citizens of the country. This is democracy. This is Canada. This is not the Canada it was years ago when I was growing up. This, this Canada has changed drastically in the last eight years because of the Liberal government. They have done a lot of things to hurt the citizens of this country. For some reason, he doesn't seem to think so. Well, he needs to wake up because I'm going to show you a couple things here just before this podcast is out. So here's another little clip, and this is about... Somebody asked uh, Polyev about the um, World, Ec uh, World Economic Forum, the WEF. And uh, this is his answer. ...again with Rebel News. In the past several times, you have denounced the World Economic Forum, 
and you've made it clear to pledge that if your party forms government, you will ban your cabinet ministers from being involved with the World Economic Forum. Yet, I'm also aware of many Canadians who applaud you for saying that, but also have reservations on whether or not the claim is authentic because they see images of your name being on the World Economic Forum site and also because you worked closely with former MP John Baird, who at one point was a World Economic Forum young global leader in a campaign. So my question for clarification purposes, uh, for those concerned about foreign globalist organizations potentially encroaching on our nation's sovereignty, does your pledge to ban cabinet ministers from being associated with or involved with the WEF expand to those you hire as staff as well as advisors? Yes. No staff, no ministers, no MPs in my caucus will be involved whatsoever in that organization. Uh, it is a group of high-flying, high-tax, high-carbon hypocrites who all got on their private jets to fly off to a remote ski village where they talked about how working-class people should not be allowed to heat their homes or drive their pickup trucks. Uh, I'm not going to work for a group of globalist billionaires who serve their own interests at the expense of everyone else. That's pretty much it in a nutshell, and uh, that was about the World Economic Forum. More on that in a couple more videos. I'll flip something else up. Um, this is what um, little clip here about I want you to Joe Rogan. What Joe Rogan? What he thinks about Pierre Polyev? Here we go. Come to Canada, Joe. I know you, I know you haven't come to Canada, but, but lately. But because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I. So I watch the show all the time, so I, I, know, I, know what you, I know your feelings about Canada, but it's, here's the thing. Everybody loves you in Canada. I, I'm coming down here. Everybody's so stoked that I'm here. I, I love Canadians. I just hate their government. Not Pierre, how do you say his last name? Polyver? Yeah, well, it's French, so it's, it's, well, I don't think he's French, but the name's French. Pierre Polyev. Polyev. So it's sort of a weird yeah. R, silent R. Yeah, it's a strange, as, as you see it written down, it's very different. Polyev. Polyev. Yeah. That so, guy, mm -hmm. that guy makes so much more sense. Yeah. He's so common sense and just calling out all the nonsense that's been done under this administration. It's just so sad to watch. So this is the thing that I, I... So just like that, he was talking about common sense. Of course it's common sense. The things that he says are common sense. That's why he's such a drawing card, because for the most part, people are, are common sense. They're just common sense. So here's another, here's another little area that, um, where Pierre Paglia was at, and... Um, Someone just asked him a question. And uh, does he have an uphill battle, uh, Pierre Polyev? 100%. Uh, he really does. Because he's going to be going up against all the liberals, just like the Republicans are going against the Democrats in the states. The Democrats are far, far, far left. They're, they're so far left, people that were Democrats are jumping off that wagon because they're way gone. Anyway, here's a question. Common sense strategy, perfectly common sense, is not so common anymore. Um, so my question to that is, what's your timeline like in putting all this in motion? We're going to do a lot. It's going to be, we're going to hit the ground running immediately, and we'll we'll do it as fast as we can. I mean, the the problem is I'm going to be up against 
very powerful and entrenched interests that have profited and gotten rich by making everyone else poor. So I will be facing a lot of resistance. Uh, you think of all of the interest groups and bureaucracies and all the contractors that are getting this money, they're not going to give it up easily. So I'm going to need the people, the common people, to stand with me as I push through that resistance. But it won't be easy, it never is. But uh, easy street leads to a dead end. And uh, the hardest roads lead to the best destinations. And our destination is to act the tax, build the homes, fix the budget, stop the crime, and we will be hitting the, hitting the ground running right when I'm elected. Many of the things I've laid out today I'll be introducing in the House of Commons in the first hundred days after I'm elected. Uh, but then that's when the fight begins push it over the finish line, and I will need your, your support to do it. Thanks. Of course, that gentleman said, well, you have my vote, and Pierre said, thank you. So yeah, he has an uphill battle, 100% uphill battle, for sure. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough road. So, earlier there, your... Uh, this, um... I, I played a, um, a question somebody asked... Uh, Hear about the World Economic Forum, and a lot of people. If you don't know what the World Economic Forum is, I'm gonna, I'll play you this uh, video clip. I've played it before in my uh, podcast, but in case you haven't, uh, have never heard it or unaware, here it is again. Notion to integrate young leaders is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. When I mention now names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin, and so on. They all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now, the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. Right. Isn't that something? That fellow there is Klaus Schwab. I did a little uh, video on Klaus Schwab a few podcasts ago. If you've never heard of Klaus Schwab, go Google Klaus Schwab. Check out what he's all about. A couple of years ago, everyone's like, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist," or you know, people have mentioned his name about WF, the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab is an interesting cat, considering he's uh, German descent. His father was German. He worked in a German factory during the World War II. Um, it goes on and on, but you can check all that information out yourself. So that's basically a little bit about what Klaus Schwab is. Here is a senator founded in from uh, Australia talking about Klaus Schwab, and I'll play a little bit of this. Gives you an understanding again of a uh, different perspective about Klaus Schwab. 1971 by Klaus Schwab. The World Economic Forum is steeped in authoritarianism and Marxist ideology. It's an ideology which is creeping into governments across the world. To quote Schwab himself when speaking about the Canadian Parliament, We penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau, and I know that half of this cabinet, or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet, are for our actually young global leaders of the world. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina, and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the president, with the 
young global leader. The World Economic Forum promotes globalist issues such as climate change, so-called systemic racism and sexism and creating an online digital identity. However, closer inspection reveals the World Economic Forum is an anti-capitalist, anti-free market organisation that seeks to subvert Western values and political processes. And they are very organised and very well funded. Their message is designed to appear harmless when in fact the ideology that underpins it is revolutionary and destructive. They train aspirational leaders in their ideology and help them make connections in spheres including politics, business and the arts. The World Economic Forum has consistently advocated for the harshest and most extreme COVID uh, measures possible including lockdowns, mandatory vaccinations, vaccine passports and mask mandates. Despite Does that sound familiar to anybody? that listens to my podcast. What's happened here in Canada? Trudeau's part of it. Over half his cabinet's part of it. You just heard Klaus Schwab himself say it. This man here is saying the same thing. He's a, a senator from Australia. Their agenda is the same. They're against capitalism. That's what, this, that's what this country was built upon, just like the states. Capitalism. And they're against it. Why would you want anyone that you voted for to be part of an organization that you didn't vote for, that's against what you voted for. Let that thing, just let that sink in. These policies assaulting many of our basic liberties. The forum believes that your freedoms should be minimised to prevent the imminent climate catastrophe, the one that's becoming coming for 10 years in the last 50 years, by the way. The central theme of the World Economic Forum's material is what they call the Great Reset, which is Klaus Schwab's term for the opportunity the pandemic has presented to reimagine and reinvent the economic policies of the West. The term comes from Schwab directly himself with his 2020 book entitled The Great Reset. In a now deleted video titled Eight Predictions for the World in 2030, the World Economic Forum claimed that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, a slogan that hit the same dystopian note as work makes you free and ignorance is strength. You don't have to be a political philosopher to figure out that if you own nothing, the state owns everything. There's a word for this. It's called communism. The World Economic Forum and its affiliates shamelessly promote the abolition of private property, a central facet of Karl Marx's demented utopian ideology which led to the deaths of tens of millions of people worldwide in the 20th century. No matter how sophisticated the World Economic Forum tries to make the abolition of private property around the world sound, uh, the fantasies of Karl Marx always lead to the crushing of individuals' liberties and lives and the expansion of the state's tyranny and power. It is imperative that we pay close attention to the World Economic Forum and do all that we can to preserve liberty and reduce government intrusion in our lives. And if we fail to do so, the anti-democratic forces in the West will continue to march on and we may wake up to an Australia that we no longer recognise. Australians deserve to know the extent to which the World Economic Forum's influence and infiltration of our country and how far it has gone, and we're going to find out. They should also find out, too, in Canada. That's what they should do. We should find out in Canada how far, how deep it goes, so we can figure out where we stand. Does that sound like a, a type of a government that you want to have? The World Economic Forum wants people to have, be able to have no property, take away people's liberties. Does any of this stuff sound familiar, what's happening here in Canada? And now we have the, the hate bill coming up, of course, today in our house. They'll be starting that today because they'll take away more of our liberties. The more they take away, the harder it is to regain it. That's what's, that's what's happening in this world. That's what's happening. Just a quick little stretch here show you my shirt.
never bend the knee. Pick that up at he shirts, she shirts. Never bend the knee. Um, anyway, yeah, so like I said, that's not what we want in our in our society or in our system. But um, here's a little bit of uh, what Trudeau said the other day in regards to the hate speech bill that's coming out. Here it is here. What's a question about uh, online harms that people are asking about? And I think uh, I was talking about this with my MPs earlier. The reality is I think everyone agrees how incredibly important it is to keep kids safe. We keep kids safe in the schoolyard. We keep safe, kids safe in our communities. We need to do a better job as a society keeping kids safe online, keeping them safe from child sexual exploitation, from bullying, from the kinds of mental health distress that far too many of our young people are going through. And that's why we're moving forward uh, with online harms legislation that will be introduced soon in the House and that will be robustly debated. Because I think it's something that all Canadians count on, that governments do what they need to keep all of our kids safe. Now the fact It'll be robustly debated like Bill C-11. Bill C-11 was the online uh, bill for taking away what we can see and, and hear and say online. Um, he pushed that for two years. Through our, through our house until it finally went to the Senate and the Senate passed the bill and now it's law. I talked about that for two years and they finally pushed it through. They pushed it through because the NDP and the Liberals are, are in bed together. So their numbers are more than the PCs. So when you have two parties that can band together, add their votes together, and the P, they have more than the PCs have total. So these guys can push whatever they want through, even though the Liberals are a minority government, not a majority a minority. The fact that Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives, uh, without reading the legislation, without knowing what's in the legislation, are not just opposing it, but spreading lies about it, is concerning. But what's also concerning is, instead of stepping up to uh, stand for protecting our kids through responsible, serious legislation, he's proposing uh, that Adults should instead have to give their ID and their personal information to sketchy websites or create a digital ID uh, for adults to be able to browse the web where they want, web where they want to. That's something that we stand against and disagree with. Never heard of that before. And I don't even know what he's even talking about. We think we need to responsibly protect kids, uh, but we need to do it in a way uh, that... Uh, if they want to responsibly protect children or kids, as he's saying, then what they should do is not allow males to change in females' locker rooms or have showers with females or that type of thing. But they do. Is acceptable to all Canadians. So I think this is yet another example of Pierre Polyev being uh, irresponsible and not serious and choosing to play politics. In Talking about you know, being serious and, and playing politics and stuff. <laughs> he's doing it. Like, he, he does it all the time. And he always tries to flip the script. But this hate speech bill is taking away more of the Canadians' rights to be free. To have a life of freedom. And who's the arbiter of hate? Who's the arbiter of hate speech? Because what you find hateful and what I find hateful are two different things. I can find anything to be hateful. I might think that Barney, the, you know, the big purple dinosaur, I think he might be hateful. I don't like that. 
I mean, it's all perspective, right? That's all why people get offended. They don't take responsibility for what they should be doing and step up to the plate and go, yeah, that was me. I did that. But instead, they want to push blame on someone else, flip the script, you know, never step up to the plate and take that responsibility. They always want to push it off to somebody else. But speaking of responsibility, the responsibility for this government, this country goes to the government that's in charge. And the other day, Trudeau did this. Signs $3 billion security deal for the Ukraine. He gave the Ukraine $3 billion of Canadian tax money. On top of the billion he gave them last year. So now that's $4 billion that Canadians have given the Ukraine. This is without a debate, without a talk, without so much of asking, you know, hey, what do you think we should do here? No, let's just give them, the, give them a check. Meanwhile, we have tent cities across this country. We have veterans that are in trouble across this country. We have citizens that are in so much debt, it's pathetic. The taxation that we're under in Canada is outrageous. And he just, he just gave them another $3 billion to the Ukraine. Now, whether you agree with it, whether you don't, I do not know. Leave your comments below. Yeah, go ahead. Leave your comments below. But here's a bit of a breakdown. $3.2 billion military financial assistance, $75 million for demining, cyber support, and intelligence support, $22 million for humanitarian assistance, including emergency health care, shelter, water, and sanitation. So that's a little, just a little bit of a breakdown in regards to uh, some of that money. But... If you were to look at uh, our debt here in Canada, and this was at the, in uh, the fall of 2023, Freeland literally came forward and said, yeah, our, our debt is ballooning. It is ballooning. How much money we're spending and how much money we are in debt in this country. But see, the government don't care about that. They just keep spending money, whereas the Canadian citizens have to care about it because we have to live. So we have to make sure all our money that we have that's incoming and outgoing balances itself out. But for some reason, Trudeau just says, oh, balances, the budgets, they just balance himself. What, what, what a way to think about something. This is, our, this is our Canadian debt calculator. This was as of 10 a.m. this morning. Look at those numbers, folks. Your share is over $30,000. Every man, woman, and child. It's growing at a rate of $109 million per day. Per day. Think of that for a second. And he just added another $3 billion just the other day by giving it to the Ukraine. I don't know about you, but it irks the shit out of me just because... Normal people have to take care of their houses, their houses, their children, their bills, where they're working, get up to go to work all day, bust their ass. Then the government turns around and just goes, here, uh, how much you need? Three billion. Yeah, we got you. Hey, there's more where that came from. We'll just keep it coming. I've said this before in, on this podcast, if you listen to me before, inflation is having too much money chase, chasing too fewer goods. They keep printing out money in this country, and it increases inflation. 
price of houses is through the roof, groceries are through the roof, cars are through the roof, everything's through the roof. People need to get a hold of their MPs, they need to get a hold of the people that are in power and say to them, enough spending. Enough. If you did this, what would happen? You'd be living in one of the tents that wrote in BC or one of the tents in Toronto and the tent cities because you wouldn't have a house, because you couldn't pay your bills. But not the government. The government just keeps taking your money. They just keep taking it and keep, keep giving it away. It is ridiculous that this keeps occurring. But they'll, they'll keep doing Like Trudeau said, oh, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll do whatever it takes as long as it takes. At what cost to the Canadian people? Now, the other day, you know, Trudeau was going off saying about uh, the media or people that aren't in the media, say podcasters like myself, that have an opinion because that's my charter rights and freedoms. I get to have an opinion. Just like the stoner guy. I'm going to pop up a video here in a minute on, on the stoner guy. This is a couple-year-old video, but this guy's great. Anyway, he was talking about the media and saying that uh, – the people that are like podcasts and stuff like that, that they're not, you know, don't have the best, best, uh, uh, the citizens heart at, at, at best, right. To, to have their back. And of course we do. I know I do. I'm sure my fellow podcasters do. I just want to give you information, stuff you don't see on mainstream media, give you my opinion, just like the people down the States do like, you know, uh, Rachel Maddow from MSNBC there. She, she just gives an opinion. She's not a journalist. I'm not a journalist, never claimed to be a journalist. I just find things online, I find videos, I find uh, uh, news clippings and, and pictures, and I, and I just go from there and post them to you and, and tell you a bit about them in case you've never heard about them, and you can go check them out yourself. And you can have your own opinion, because everyone has an opinion, I'm sure. But have as much information as you possibly can, and you can go from there. So just before I pop this, uh, this is the stoner guy, this guy's awesome. He's got a uh, TikTok channel. I believe he has a Twitter channel as well. Um, he posted this a couple years ago um, when the uh, truckers were in Ottawa. And he posted again the other day because of the anniversary. So yeah, I'm gonna, before I close off today, I'm going to play this. And uh, it's a couple minutes long, but it's well, well worth the listen. So yesterday, the woman beating racist sexual predator who has spent a lifetime demeaning and belittling anyone his power, wealth, and privilege allowed him to declared martial law in Canada. The black-faced racist who spends his holidays pissing on the graves of indigenous children that his father helped to bury invoked the Emergency Measures Act to crush the dangerous uprising of the peasant class in their fortified bouncy castles. Justin Trudeau, the tyrant king of Canada backed by the rich ruling liberal elite who've elevated him to the level of king by way of his name and bloodline this tyrant king has, for the last two years of his reign of terror, imprisoned his subjects, laid waste to their lands, and burned their villages. All his life, he has wronged people, and they have capitulated out of fear. And now, for the first time, there's people who won't submit to your highness's tyranny, his bullying. So they're labeled as dangerous insurrectionists because suddenly these people from whom you've taken so much are standing up and saying no more. And now it's a threat to your pocketbook and the pocketbooks of your billionaire buddies. So the peasants that stand up to your passport system of class and privilege and your 
anti-science, anti-freedom tyranny are labeled as enemies of the crown. Traitors that threaten your kingdom, not because they're violent or racist or misogynistic or anti-science, but because they just won't goddamn submit. So you deputize the protectors of the people as your king's guard to round up the disloyal, imprison them, smash their equipment, threaten to seize the assets of anyone who may dare even support them. People who have done more for their fellow countrymen in three weeks than you have in your entire pathetic life. You destroyed their businesses, slaughtered their friends and families, and now you're going after what's left by declaring them terrorists because for the first time in your fucking life, someone had the audacity to say no to you. An irredeemable tyrant with an unquenchable thirst for power, a petulant child with a crown and an army at his disposal. The King Joffrey of Canada, and without question the most dangerous threat to our democracy. I only take solace in the fact that when your reign does come to an end, the history books will ensure that when people speak your name, it will be stated with the same disdain and disgust as the names Stalin, Pol Pot, and Adolf Hitler. Wow, he kind of summed that up, didn't he? Anyway, the stoner guy, like I said, I'm just doing, <laughs> doing him a solid here just because he's, like I said, he's on TikTok and, and Twitter. But you know what? The guy calls it like he sees it. It is what it is. You have a pick. You have a choice between Polyev and Trudeau. You always have to remember, like I've said in the past, yeah, want these politicians to make your life better, not worse. Better, not worse. And they're not here to be our parent. They're not here to, to say, hey, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and they're going to slap you on the wrist if you do the wrong thing. No, we have laws for stuff like that. The, 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 the government's job is just to govern. They're, they're not to, to be a dictator or it's some tyrannical government to tell all its serfs and, and uh, uh, its it's peons to, to do this or do that. No, they're to make our life better so we can go, man. I really respect that dude, man. He's the best. He's awesome. We're like the best leader in the world. Because you know why? Because our lives are better. We're living the best life ever. People say that, for instance, that Canada's in the top 10 economically. Eh, not even close. Check it out. Same with healthcare. People go, oh, we're number. You were the top. Eh, no, we're not. Check it out. We are not even in the top 10. So are our lives better? Or we just be, we're told they're better. Say, so, oh well, you got the great. You got yeah, it's great. Yeah, compared to who? Compared to countries that are like the third world war torn countries that you know are fighting and squabbling over land and shit. Of course, we got it better than them because we're not shooting at each other. Well, we can't shoot each other anyway because we don't have any guns. We've got our handguns taken away from. Uh, you don't you don't get to have handguns here in Canada or, or defend ourselves. Yeah, that's right. We can't defend ourselves either, according to Trudeau. We're not allowed to do that either. Well, I guess we're just have to roll over and let somebody just slaughter us like a dog. But um, anyway, I'm rambling, and I'm going to uh, sign off here. I just want to play that stoner uh, clip there. Like I said, it was uh, it's great. It's right on the money. And I'm going to sign off. Thank you very much for subscribing and liking my channel. Much, much appreciated. Remember, I can be found on Rumble, and I can also be uh, found on Spotify. You can also find me on, uh, of course, YouTube, YouTube and all the other uh, social media 
that are out there. I'm, I'm all over the place. All you have to do is type in the surge affect and um, you will see my black logo will pop up. And that is me. Like I said, once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, everyone, have yourself a great day. Cheers. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsshe-shirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.